Blog Talk Radio. It's time for the Hadit.com Radio Show. Hadit.com Radio is an in-depth look at all things VA. If you need help with the VA, log on to Hadit.com. Now, here's your host, Gerald Cook. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, on this 21st day of January 2019. We're here today with our co-host, Jay Basser, and today we have uh, uh, T-Bird, the owner and founder of Hadit.com, and she's going to be our host. So welcome aboard, T-Bird. Well, thank you, Gerald. Well, I think I'm doing pretty good. I mean, the website's 22 years old, and I don't look a day over 61, so. Well, <laughs> that, that's pretty good. That's pretty that good. <laughs> so, as long as we can keep it that way, we got to raise. Yeah, well, I'm happy to be here, and I'm glad. I mean, 2019, 22 years. Uh, over a million veteran visitors a year coming from all over. Not just the U.S. now, from all over the world. And uh, the first thing I'd like to say is a big thank you to our membership, those who've signed up for formal membership and those who just visit the site. Uh, Anyone who's helping veterans help each other, uh, that's come to our site and anything that our site's been able to help them to help each other. I'm just so grateful that you take the time for each other that you found us and that you've continued to support us throughout these years. You know, a lot of veterans have been helped uh, by those on it and the data that's on it, the information available uh, for veterans, especially if they're following the claim or working the claims process one way or another. Uh, It's just a godsend. I mean, it's something that uh, you just can't get anywhere else. I mean, there's other sites, but it's not as in-depth and thorough, and you don't get the support that you need uh, that you get from Haddit. Well, you know, I am, of course, partial to Haddit, and there are other sites now. When I started Haddit, there weren't really anybody doing it exactly the way I thought maybe it would work best. Actually, there were very few veterans' websites at all. Uh, Well, actually, in 94, there were very few websites at all. I mean, compared to what there are now. And uh, so, you know, we've tried to stay up to date with technology and with things. And what a lot of people may not realize is that com is comprised of the main website at hadit.com which is a blog and has articles related to VA claims, benefits 
disabilities. And then there's the community site, which is what we call the forum, where people can post their questions and other veterans uh, can answer them or help them do research, or they can help others do research. And then there's the podcast, which we're on right now. And our news page, which is at news.hadit.com, which uh, every day I go through the news, and if I find articles related to VA or to veterans that I think would be of interest to our audience, I'll post those. And then every Friday I send out a spotlight email newsletter highlighting a particular VA claims article or some other article that I think will be of interest to our members. And then on Mondays I send out sort of like a, you know, top six stories from the week. Yeah, uh, I like getting those. You like getting those? Yeah, and I, I you do. know, it, if you like getting them, I think it's great. If you don't like getting them, there's a little link at the bottom. You can unsubscribe if you don't want to receive them. Uh, there's, they're free of charge. I just send them out because a lot of people have asked for them. And now all these uh, parts make up what is the whole Hadit site. But some people think that Hadit is uh aligned or associated with a, a a veterans attorney's office and we are not uh, they think that we are aligned or associated with the VA and we are not they think perhaps we're a member of a veteran service organization and we are not uh they also think that we have a staff which we do not <laughs> Hadit.com is run by me and me alone. The forum is has a is a volunteer basis of community moderators that volunteer to moderate the forum. All the uh, design, article writing, graphics. Research, all that is done by me. And I, like you, am a disabled vet. And so I do the best I can. And I know that sometimes people uh, are confused by the fact that Haddit seems to be very large. And so they would think naturally there's a staff involved, but there isn't. So if it takes me a while to get an answer back to you, that's because I'm one person and I'm doing the best I can. Now, does anybody have any questions for me? Uh, we do have a caller here, 859 area code. Uh, you have a question or comment? Uh, Gerald, I'm online. Yeah, I thought that was... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't recognize the area code. <laughs> you but know, you'd be surprised at the people that that don't recognize their own area code because we get callers and that's the only way I can, you know, without trying to give out too much information, I just give, ask them about their area code if they have something. Yeah, and, well... <laughs> 
uh, I just want to congratulate you, Teresa, of the remarkable achievement you have with Had It. And I wrote down a few things that I liked about Had It, uh, but I don't want to take up anybody's time. No, go right ahead, Berta. It's always great to hear from you, and I'd love to hear what you have to say. Well, um, and and when I get through with this spiel, I probably won't hang on the phone too long with you guys because maybe I'll get my driveway plowed out today. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's 10 degrees below zero, and it's worse in the wind, and the plowman told me he's not sure if he can get here today, but if he does, I have to get out there and move my car for him. But uh, but I'll be able to hear the rest of the show. Uh, these are some of the uh, the uh, major things that I like about the site. Uh, veterans are able to scan and attach their decisions and even their evidence list uh, redacted as to their CFAL name and number because uh, we're familiar with the regional offices. They have their own language. And when a veteran says, well, the VA said, we may interpret it a lot differently if we can read their words. So I think the uh, scan and attachment uh, stuff is of a tremendous help. And I think all printers these days have scanners and fax machines with them, I hope. But um, also, if a veteran gives us their BVA docket number, uh, it, it can take mere seconds to find their case unless it's been decided within a, the last couple of months. That's a big help to assess what the BBA case says. Uh, and, of course, the U.S. Uh, CAVC, they just upgraded their site. It's uh, much more user-friendly than in the olden days uh, when it was COVA. Uh, I had to call them up and promise I paid them a few bucks. If they could fax me a decision, <laughs> it was just so different years ago, Fever, when everything started out. And it's not what the, what you said about the websites. I was on four websites before I jo- joined Haddock, all veteran-related. But only one of them was, at that time, very good, and it was military.com. But I haven't <laughs> been back to them in a long time, and they may not even have a forum anymore. But they do have updated information. Uh, so, uh, and of course, Haddo became the best there was. I mean, there's just nothing that's been like it since. Um, oh, a few you. other things, too. Um, I guess everybody knows that a lot of the uh, CAVC cases are precedent setting cases, and they can be used as evidence if a veteran uh, has a case that would, would need that particular decision as evidence. And also uh, the, the uh, general counsel's website has precedent-setting cases as well. They can be used as evidence. Um, but I wanted to mention one thing about the um, CABC the other day. Uh, uh, well, they put the recent decisions there now, and uh, they have six there, about six or eight today. And one veteran had filed a, a petition of extraordinary belief Uh, that was dismissed, and they usually dismiss these petitions as soon as they get them. But the veteran, as it says in the petition, had uh, gotten the action from his regional office that he requested through the petition. 
So that tells me, and it, it was my experience, too, with a uh, mandamus p- uh, petition, that if you file one with the court, but you send a copy to your regional office, it's always possible that they'll get working on it uh, faster. That makes a lot waiting. of sense. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so I, I was, uh, when I saw that the, the petition was dismissed, I figured, well, let me read it anyhow. And that's not always the case. But it did happen to me with something I had one time, which was finally awarded at the regional office level. And, oh, I had, it was maybe this BVA case, I forget. And I didn't realize I could have withdrawn my BVA appeal, but never did. And so it was dismissed because I had one at the regional level. I mean, it, there's a whole lot of things that, you know, really go, can go on at a regional office. Uh, but, the, well, if, if they know how to read. <laughs> but but I just wanted to mention a few other things. We have the VA schedule of ratings in its own separate area uh, in the Hatter Forum. And to me, this is such a valuable asset to any veteran wondering if their rating is proper or if it should be higher based on the rating schedule itself and their medical evidence. And, uh, and actually... Uh, the other part were, uh, about CFR within that little part of the uh, forum has a lot of rules and regulations too, which which are pretty exciting to read uh, if you like that stuff. Uh, when I say that, I think, gee, maybe I need to get a life. <laughs> I love those regulations. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just love them. Uh, and one other thing, uh, our search feature. There's a lot there. It can be very confusing. It took me quite a while to find some information there this morning to reply to two posts. But still, there's a lot of good discussion there that can help many vets. And I suggest if they use the search feature for a particular issue to try and and find the most recent information they can get. Because uh, once in a while, uh, if I'm here sitting thinking about a question on the board, uh, sometimes I click on the guests to see what they are reading. And a lot of times the guests are reading very, very old information. So hopefully, you know, if it's a regulation, very few change. But then again, regulations do change in time. So that's, that's, that's why true. I hope they- Right. I always try to rem- I always try to remind people to always check that they have the most current information because yeah. regulations do change. And yeah, but it doesn't too. you know, but we leave the old stuff up because you know oh, it's, uh, it's the, so valuable. Some, right. It, it 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 still has valuable information out. Uh, absolutely. If they're just reading the steps someone takes takes to get TDIU, or they read the success stories, or they read even someone who was just denied, and we're telling them how to get back in and get that claim resolved better, Uh, all of the posts are valuable. Uh, uh, What we do have is two uh, read-first articles uh, that I wrote on Q, and one for the widows and widowers that are new to our website, uh, because... Sometimes it's very difficult to get accurate information from a new member 
on their issue, whether it's DIC or Q claim or this, that, and the other. So we have to ask them a lot of questions. And I still remember somebody complained over at VBN about me. They said, somebody said, you should ask your question to Berta over at Hatta.com. I had already been kicked off because I put Hatta.com in, in my profile. <laughs> they kicked me off. They said they were not allowed to post links to other websites. And then about six months later, they started posting the link to other But the widow that complained said I asked her too much. She said, I've already been there. That woman asked me too many questions. Uh, that's the only way we can help people. Right. I agree. People do get up. Uh, some people do. They don't understand. And I don't blame them. The na- nobody comes into the VA system understanding the nature of claims. No. So a lot of it is surprising to you. And, and that, you know, something can turn around on a phrase. Yeah. Uh, more likely than night comes to mind. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And then. Yeah. So there's that, and you know, uh, a VBN, you know, they does they do a they do a, a wrestling business over there, and we do nothing but the utmost respect for what they're trying to do because we're oh, all sure. trying to help veterans. I agree, Keeper. Uh, sometimes, though, I've noticed that their responses are not as detailed as they might be at our site, or from other members that have been in the same, similar situation with their claims. So I'm really not knocking them at all. It's just that um, I, I still think that um, their membership statistics are rather alarming, but I think maybe that's because they go through Yuku. Oh, yeah. Or something. It's different. It's, and, yeah, uh, it's a different and, yeah, and they have come a long way on the site, but I, I don't even have the time to uh, even read the stuff there. And I tried to join again, but they said uh, something about, no, you've already been forbidden. <laughs> so I bust out laughing when I say that. But, uh, you know, but uh, like us, they are trying to do their best. I mean, we all have the same goal. You know, That's and right. our goal is really to move money from the U.S. Treasury into checking accounts of deserving veterans. And uh, that's the way I look at it. It's all about money. Uh, there's no way, T-Bird, there's no other way the VA can cure or, you know, really uh, improve a lot of the disabilities that our men and women have. So that's what compensation is. Right. You know, and it's a far cry from people that used to uh, think was some sort of a, a welfare entitlement. It's a far cry from that. But, it is uh, a far but, cry from uh, Huh? It is a far cry from that. Yeah. But um, uh, I could say a lot more things about the Hatter site, but I'm going to sit back and uh, and listen to the show, and I'm going to get off the, the phone because I hope others do call in. Katie, well, thanks for calling in. Yes, you well, can. We... Thank you, T-Bird, again. We all owe you so much gratitude. It's just incredible. And uh, thank you. I hope John's there. Uh, John Basser. Right here. 
Oh, I, oh, good for you, John. Thank you for all you do for the radio show and for different situations that have it where you have a lot of expertise in particularly the, the cardio claims, the IHD uh, claims. Thank you for that, and thank you for Gerald. I think I've been, I've been hanging around with Gerald on the radio for about 16 years. <laughs> my yeah, land. Maybe more than that, Gerald, and we used to be young. <laughs> you know, and if we would, we'd be married if we lived in Arkansas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right, probably. Probably by common law. <laughs> you probably but, uh, related some. <laughs> but, um, but I'm going to hang up, but I sure hope others out there are calling in. It's 1347 237. Four eight one nine, and after you hear the English woman talk, you have to click one on your phone to get into the caller play or queue or or the Q U E E whatever. You know what I mean. So uh, bye for now. I'm going to listen to this show on the uh, on the air. And I'm going to hang up. And thank okay, you. Okay, Bye bye. Bye now. Thanks for calling in. And we had well, we had another caller. Uh, two one eight or two eight one area code. Oh, we uh, lost him. We lost him. Oh, well. Uh, oh, two eight one. I see you back 281. again. Two eight one. Yeah. Uh, two eight one. You have a question or a comment? Yes, I do. I I'm new to the uh, site. Um, I think I joined maybe a year ago. Um, my name is Unique One 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 Two Eight on the site. Well, welcome. Thank you. And I just want to say that I am so delighted that uh, T Bird and you guys and Berta and all the rest of uh, the folks on the site have just been so helpful in so many different ways. Um, I can give you an example. Um, when I first joined the site, uh, I was having a problem with an MST claim. And I had no idea that I could go to a private physician uh, to basically um, uh, get some help from a private physician instead of relying mm-hmm. on the VA comp doctors. Right. And after I uh, went on the site, I'm not sure if I can say the doctor's name. Am I allowed to say the name? Go ahead. Okay. Uh, I saw Birder had uh, made a comment about uh, Dr. Vallette out in Colorado. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, wow, you know, maybe I need to call this doctor because I'm hearing so much about him uh, from Birder and, and others. Mm-hmm. And I called him, and he actually did a IMO for me and a nexus for the PTSD. And I have to say, I filed this claim back in um, February 2013, and I had been getting denial the whole way. And so my lawyer said we have to take it to the BVA. So we did that, and I got that report from Dr. Vallette, and 60 days later, I was granted at the BVA. Oh, that's wonderful, Unique. I'm so happy for you. I I know how traumatic that whole experience is and having to relive everything. 
but but you can breathe now. Yes, yes, yes. And I I just think about had I not, had this sight not been available for me, I would have never known about Dr. Valencia. That's amazing. That's an amazing story. It is. See, that's what I mean, and it's that's the power of it is that there's so many people who come together with similar problems that, you know, it's like crowdsourcing yes. the same issues, you know. So, yes. and everybody jumps in and everybody helps each other the same way we did in the service. Right. As a team. Right, right. And and for me, it was more than about money. I mean, this this happened oh. to me um, by my platoon sergeant, and this is a person that I had to see every day. And so this went on for years. And, I, you know, after 24 years, I've finally been vindicated. Now, I understand it can't take back what happened, but they're at least saying to me, we believe you. And that is the most powerful uh, thing they can do in the most powerful way they can. And so for me, I want to personally thank T-Bird, Berta, I don't know all the names, Keeper, um, Jerry. I mean, all of you guys, it's it's almost like you're giving me a a new breath of fresh air, you know. Thank you, Unique. I'm going to take that with me. And put that in my heart and carry that around with me. That makes me feel so good. Thank you. Thank you so much. I do have one question, though. Go right ahead. Do you guys know, um, I did the RAMP program through the BVA, and I got a decision through the RAMP at the the judge with the BVA, and that was back in December. Um, I had the PTSD that was granted and the sleep disorder they remanded. And they're telling me that they won't they won't rate the the, uh, the grant for PTSD until the remand has been uh, completed. Any advice? Oh, I don't know anything about this new system, you guys. Well, uh, the ramp. Now, did that include your PTSD or your sleep apnea? It was both. It was the. Uh, it was both. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't see how they're going to award it until they're, and it shouldn't be that way. I, right. I'm in the same situation with three okay. different issues, and they got so them all locked in on one, one right. doggone appeal. Right. So they're they're holding they're holding your PTSD claim hostage until they get the other claim settled. That's that what I understand. Yeah, that's what it, I think that's mm-hmm. what it boils down to. Yeah. To the nuts and bolts of it, uh, the claims are if the claims are together, you know, for example, they filed at the same time. VA usually likes to do that. They were usually, but they usually. In, and then they grouped actually, them together. Yeah. Oh. Probably that's that's probably what they did. But um, if they had this decision that's already been made on one claim, and they're holding the hostage because of another issue, uh, 
you should just contact them and ask them to go ahead and rate you know go ahead and rate your first claim because they you know they shouldn't hold it hostage. Okay. You know, okay. and explain to them that it uh, puts you in a bind, you know, financial bind, and ask them to go ahead and and, and issue the first claim because it's basically a stall tactic. Yes. And uh, but if you don't get any satisfaction, uh, I'm sure the number to the White House hotline's on had it somewhere. You can find that, call them, explain okay. to the situation, and it should be fixed in a couple of days once they get on your side. So. Okay. Well, again, thank everyone, and uh, I just hope that we're able to keep this thing going. And as soon as I get my um, retro money, I will definitely be donating money to Had It. Well, you just take care of your and yours. That's the most important thing. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, that was nice. That was really nice. We appreciate those kind of call-ins. And she has a good story there. Uh, well, that's a success story, as Seabird likes to put it. I but love it them success stories. success story. It's a shame, though, that they're holding her her uh, appeal up like that. I mean, if yeah. they awarded PTSD, they should award it. Yeah, Not they should. You know. Yeah, I mean that's just one person in the office doing that too. I think she she can yeah. she can she can justify the situation and get them straightened out. It just takes a phone call. I hope she be able to. Yeah, I hope it, it does. Yeah, but you talking about this ramps program? I mean, we've had several guests on to explain the ramps program. I mean, it, uh, this appeal modernization act too. You know, you you, you have to look at this with a fine grain of salt. Uh, if you use certain avenues in this process, you lose your appeal rights and everything. You know, you can't submit new evidence and all this other stuff. So, if you want to use this process, you guys need to read very carefully on how to do it because there could be some roadblocks and spike strips in your way to get the flat tires. So be careful. And, Actually, uh, if you go to the home, if, if you go to the homepage of HadIt.com, I just published the final rule on that that was published in the Federal Register. Was that Friday? So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And uh, so people can read through it there, and I've also put some information from the VA about the ramp program. And you it also includes, you know, well, there's a PDF of the whole thing from the Federal Register, which includes comments from different people that were looking at it. And But it's effective now as of uh, February 19th. Yes. Yeah. I read effective. that. It's and still I, a new program. I, I still think... Uh, Perhaps it might be beneficial to sit back. Well, I understand that they're already getting quite a a backlog on grants on uh, uh, ramp programs. So maybe now that it's become uh, active, uh, they can move a little quicker. I don't know. It's something to keep an eye on for sure. Well, if they could move a little quicker, that would be impressive. 
<laughs> One of the tried to. It's kind of, it's yeah. kind of like an open wound too, bird. They try to fix it. The first thing they try to do is stitch it up. Then they run out of stitches, and next thing you know, they're using stereo strips to hold it together. Then they run out of stereo strips, and finally you started gluing it together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, here's the, I, it's better than it was. Oh yeah, yeah. So, and I'm just talking about the claims process. You know, because when you talk about the VA, it's all these separate sections. There's the hospitals, and then there's the claims side, and there's voc rehab, and one experience in one area might not necessarily dictate how your experience across the whole VA will be. It's like going to see a VA doctor. If you've seen one VA doctor, you've seen one VA doctor. You know, not some are good, some are indifferent, some are mean, uh, some are, you would swear, are, you know, gifts from God. I mean, you know, just depends on who you get. Some VA hospitals are great. Some not so much. Some departments in VA hospitals are super and other departments are horrible. So if you go to the really great part, that's what you think the VA is. If you go to the really bad part, that's what you think the VA is. You know? So. What have when you you're done? dealing with the VA, it takes a lot of research. Uh, just don't take nothing for granted. If if you don't like your doctor, get a different one. You can tell them well, you don't like your doctor right. and move on. Here's the most important thing that I would say if you if you forget everything else we tell you. Remember this. You're the only one who can look out for your health and safety. You're the one who has the biggest stake in the game. So if something doesn't seem right to you, bring it up. You know, and that applies, uh, T-Bird, whether you, you're going to a VA uh, hospital or a VA doctor or an outside hospital or an outside doctor. Uh, well, if something don't seem quite right to you, better get someone else. Well, you know, that is absolutely true, and as fate would have it, I have a little story that will illustrate that point exactly. My niece, a wonderful young woman in her late 20s, went to the hospital with what appeared to be a bladder infection, And after listening to me, her most wise old aunt say to her, when any time they say they'll give you a scan to look inside your body, always take it, I told her, because you don't know what's going on in there, and if they're willing to give it to you, just take it. So as she sat there waiting for them to come back and tell her about her bladder infection, they came in and they said, well, it's just a bladder infection, we're just going to send you home. She said, I don't know, I feel like I'm in a lot of pain. And the nurse came back in and she said, 
well, you know, we can do an ultrasound. Would you like us to do that? And she said, you know, I think I would. She said, and I thought about what you told me. And I said, yes, I do believe I would like one of those. And they did it. And sure enough, her appendix was about to burst. Oh, So, very lucky. Very lucky. If it didn't kill her, I'm sure she would have been in sick, sick, sick. Oh, yeah. They said you'd have been back at the hospital in no time. Yeah. Uh, so, so, you know, if you think something, you know, you know, I mean, you know your own body. Well, I know when I go in the hospital, and I've been in it quite a bit. I end up barn. <laughs> Each time I'll, I'll run them all. I tell the <laughs> doctors, well, you go back and finish your your med school because you're you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I make them give me new ones. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah I, I've talked to other people who've done that. I had a friend who. Uh, just recently passed away and uh, he had a friend who was a a doctor and he came to see him at the VA one day and he said "Uh uh-huh uh-huh yeah you're coming out of here (laughs) (laughs) do this do that blah done (laughs) yeah don't, don't be afraid to argue with him but now, see, now here we are going off the point of the the show. And yeah. I am sure people would like to know some more things about Had It. I'm not, well, I'm not actually positive people are that interested in it, but let's just well, throw some things at them. Uh, T. Bird, why don't you tell us how you got started in this Had It? You have so many new members and what have you. Uh, we need to refresh your their minds here on how had it got started. I mean, you know, that's that's a, a very interesting story, and it's a true one. And it shows how fed up people really get. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I got out of the Navy in December of 1990. And I was in bad shape physically and mentally. I got an honorable discharge. I was highly decorated. I was an E6. And I was having uh, what turned into a mental breakdown due to various things that had happened. One could say a series of unfortunate events before I got out of service. So off to the VA hospital I went to try to get some help. And... It was complicated, and that was just to get the medical help I needed. And then to try to file a claim, well, I was already 50% from when I got out of the service. Then I had to file a claim for PTSD, which I didn't even know I had. Uh, Well, first, they didn't diagnose me with PTSD. They diagnosed me with some other thing, you know. Because it was 1991 and PTSD was still under the old DSM and they, 
had to like check all these boxes. And it was only important to me in that there were certain programs, treatment programs, and certain types of therapy that were for PTSD patients and others that weren't, and those are the ones I wanted to get into. And so I wanted to file my claim, and I, and I wanted to find out everything that I could possibly find out about doing that. And what I found out was there was no body out there willing to really help me in the way that I wanted to be helped. I went to the service organizations and I filed a claim and that was great. But you know, they just filed a claim for you. They you know, there's no books to look at, there were nothing to read. They tell you about this thirty eight CFR and you never heard of that. I mean I didn't know about the Code of Federal Regulations. I'd spent eight years in the Navy and you know, didn't know much about civilian life to begin with. And every day I'd go to the VA. And then for the first uh, year I was in, uh, I went to the VA hospital just about every day. Then I was able to get into a day hospital program where they actually had something for you to do every day, and they gave you a bag lunch, which I was so grateful for because I had no money and no food. And so I ate my bag lunch, and I talked to the other veterans were there. Now, there were a lot of older guys there that had been filing claims and waiting for their claims for a long time, and they had a lot of information. So I would take my little lunch bag out to a park bench there at the VA hospital, sit down and make conversation with these veterans, and they'd tell me, well, you need to look at this, and you need to read that, and you need to do this, and I'd write all it down, and I'd take copious notes. And they tell me who to talk to and who not to talk to. And then for a while, I mean, this was 93, I thought about maybe printing up a little handbook and passing it out in front of the VA hospital. But then by a series of extraordinary events, I went from going to the day hospital every day to being able to work at a vocational rehabilitation workshop, making a nickel for every envelope I stuffed. Then I worked my way up into the computer room from there. Then I redesigned their inventory system. Then I got hired by a Silicon Valley digital information company. Then I discovered the Internet. Then I thought, that's it. I'll just make a web page, right? And, uh, of course, nobody knew what a website was back then. Nobody knew what I was talking about. Nobody understood what I was trying to do. And when I would tell people, hey, I'm going to create a website, and I'm going to put all this inf- this great information I'm finding out about how to file your claims on this website, and then people can come, and they can look at it, and and then they could talk to each other, see it's all going to work together. And then people would just look at me like maybe I need to go back up to the floor where they lock you up. <laughs> but I did it. I started the website. I taught myself everything I could about the Internet, everything I could about web design, everything I could about VA claims. And I created the website back in what would have been 
93 or 94, and I worked on it, and I worked on it, and I worked on it, and I kept trying to figure out what would I name it, because, you know, that was a big deal, what you were going to name your domain. And so I got off the phone with the VA one day, and I was so frustrated. I was beyond frustrated. I said, I've had it, and then I knew I registered that domain name, hadit.com, boom, January 20th, 1997. The website then became hadit.com. It's been that way ever since, from that day till this. Well, it's helped a lot of veterans, Steve Bird. It, it blows my mind. Blows my mind. When I see the statistics, I just can't even, yeah, (laughs) it's mind-blowing. I mean, you know, millions of pages viewed a year, million visitors, uh, you know, veterans coming from all over the world at all times of the day and night. Somebody's on the website. It's just amazing. But the thing about your claim is because because of your disability uh, and because of the fact that your claim is really, for a lot of folks, it's how they're going to feed their family. And so it becomes all-consuming. And so it's great to have some place that you can go to at 2 in the morning and look up a question that you just thought of because you can't sleep because you don't know how you're going to put gas in the car or get the kids fed or get get yourself fed or, you know, pay rent or whatever. So, But like last year... We had like three and a half million page views. That's who does that's a lot. That? That's a lot, right? Yeah. And uh, so it's pretty amazing. I mean, I'm amazed. We had over a million and a half individual visits. I mean, actual visitors. You know, one visitor may view three pages, so you get more page views than visitors. But uh, and people tend to spend some time on the website when they're there. You know, two, three minutes—that's a long time for people on a website. And uh, all the pages get a lot of views. I mean, not just the blog at hadit.com, but also the forum at community.hadit.com. We show up in the search engines, and and apparently people know who we are just because we've been around so long. Well, and one thing I'd like people to know, too... uh, had it's not there to try to uh, 
give you information how to get around. Uh, uh, now, if uh, you're trying to get over on the VA, if you're trying to yeah. scam the system, go someplace else, man. We don't want yeah. you. Just yeah, go someplace we, else. And I, I think that's important to put out there because, uh, you know, that's, that's not the purpose of had it. Had it's there to to get you to do it the right and proper way when you claim if you're deserving. And uh, we know that there's a, you know, a small, very small percentage of people that's trying to do bogus claims. And, right. And there's it's a not, small percentage, but, they're, you know, you're not welcome on our website. If that's what you're trying to do, we're not the website for you. That's and, for sure. uh if you're, you know, on and another member, you just, you know, you're, for whatever, you have issues with them, just put them on your ignore list. You don't even have to see anything they ever post again. And if they're a phony, they'll they'll get found out. But yeah. we're not about that. We're not about padding or cheating or lying or stealing. So if that's your aim, then you need to find it different place to go yeah I want to be sure to put that out there because always a good reminder Gerald well it is and we don't want to give anyone the impression that we're going to give you information the hood winked at VA I mean if you win your claim it's because you deserve to win your claim Um, yeah Unfortunately, and this happens not just to the VA, but happens in all sectors. If there's money that somebody is giving out or handing out, and you know, and they have an issue that they deserve to receive the funds, like from the VA or from Social Security or from other uh, some other organization, there are always people who are going to devise a scheme to get their hands on some of it. And I've seen it so time and time again in other areas, too, besides the VA, you know. And uh, people try to, you know, there's some people that, uh, that they'll scam the system, and then there's been some guys successful. There's been some folks caught, too. So, but uh, it's uh, it's beneficial enough to even try that. <laughs> well, you know, that's just true in any, like you said, in anything. If there's... There's always someone trying to get over on whatever it is. That's just some people. That's just their nature. Yep. Uh, and I hate to say it, but that also bodes for not just for veterans, but also uh, employees of the VA. They've been caught, you know, before, you know, dipping in the teal and keeping money and kickbacks. So it's all, you know, it's it it, it it's bigger than what people think it is. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, those stories are in the news. No, yeah. Uh, So. Well, John, have we come to the end of our time here together? No, we got Uh, 30 minutes. We got what? This is a 90 more minutes. Oh, cool. <laughs> well, people, if you're out there, call on in. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Our call-in mm-hmm. numbers, 347-237-4819. Give us a call. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah. They're probably celebrating the holiday. Oh, days of holiday? Yeah. Oh, had it. Yeah, had it. Uh, <laughs> 22nd anniversary. That ought to be a national holiday. No, well, let me uh, let me just go over a couple of things uh, for people. Now, if you're not aware of uh, that, we do have a news page uh, at news.hadit.com. And what I do is every day I go out and look at the news and see what's in the news that has to do with the VA good or bad or indifferent and if I think it's something that our audience might be interested in I'll post it there and if you want to read it you can and if you don't you don't have to Uh, this uh, week we uh, of course uh, you know the CBO Congressional Budget Office published their options for reducing the deficit, which, of course, carried all sorts of nasty things for veterans. And there's no uh, guarantee that any of that will come to pass, but I've laid it out there for you so you can take a look at what they're recommending for mandatory spending options and discretionary spending options. And I'll just give you some things. They talk about narrowing the eligibility for compensation by excluding certain disabilities unrelated to military duties. They talk about ending uh, individual unemployability at, at the age of Social Security. They talk about... Excluding veterans with low disability ratings and narrowing eligibility. And all that stuff sounds very, very, very scary. But, as I said, there's no guarantee any of it will come to pass. But forewarned is forearmed, and that's why I posted it on the website so you could see what is being discussed and, if left unchecked, what they might do. Just keep in mind, T-Bird, they always do this. It's part of their job. They always come up with these ideas. They, they'll well, sit in a room and get together. To, and, right. Yeah. They're tasked to do that, and that's what they do. And yeah, I'm not saying pull, any pull of them. I'm just, you know. paper against the wall. They'll take that paper and wet it, throw it against the wall, and see if it sticks. <laughs> yeah, but... Still, it's better to know what they're talking about than for us to be completely... I don't like people behind closed doors talking about whether or not uh, they want to make my disability payments taxable income, and then I find out about it at the last minute. So I think it's important for us to know. Well, knowing uh, in advance also gives us an avenue to fight it. You know, we have to have... Right, the last time they brought up the IU thing, everybody got on to Congress, and then that went away. But they'll they'll bring it back. If they think they can, you know, I mean, they're looking to save money, so. Mm -hmm. 
at whose so, expense? Problem. Right. Then let's see. What else? There were some uh, benefit changes to uh, veterans' uh, state and federal benefits this year. Did you see the Space A travel? Yes, yes, yes. I was. Uh, uh, I've been following it very closely uh, over the past couple Veteran of years. Veteran only, though. Yeah, but this uh, actually was uh, part of the 2016 defense budget. But I it took remember. Them two years. Yeah, it took them two years to even get it written and implemented. I know. So, I mean, you know, but if a veteran has to fly somewhere, that's fine. I mean, they put us in the same category as retirees, so retirees to their families can't fly either. So, I guess we could fly and they could walk. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You know, if you got a severely disabled veteran, they're clearly probably going to have to travel with somebody, but... No, uh, they won't let you on the plane because in order right. to fly, there's, there's restrictions. You have to be able to climb so many flights of stairs and everything. So, you guys need to look that up. I mean, even if you know, if you even though you're eligible, you still may not be eligible because you have to be physically able to do certain things on board that aircraft. Oh yeah, I'm not physically fit enough for military travel anymore. <clears throat> uh, let's see. There were some other states uh, that. Uh, well, vet, uh, Illinois uh, <clears throat> said that if uh, active duty or veteran military members who uh, are believed to have a physical or a mental health problem are now considered uh, high risk if they go missing, which makes it easier for law enforcement to locate them. So that's oh, really that's great news. And, what are they uh, going to do? Put a tag on them? Well, you know, high risk goes to a much is you know it's a much uh, it things move a little quicklier and they than they do if you're just hey you know Billy's missing well you know ask around you know but if they know that the the veteran or active duty member has physical or mental health problems then they go. They'll be looking expedited, I think is the word. Uh, also, healthcare facilities in Illinois now have to provide a free copy of a homeless veteran's uh, medical records when requested by the veteran or an authorized agent for supporting uh, a claim for disability benefits. Well, that I could see. If they're giving me medical attention. Hey, and get this. In New Hampshire, the property tax credit for service-connected total disability will increase from 2000 to 4000 So that's good for New Hampshire. Hmm. Now, what about this one law that... Uh, they come out, they made changes. If uh, you were putting in for uh, veterans' retirement, uh, that oh. you couldn't uh, shift funds 
from your what the hell is veterans retirement? What do you mean? No, it's, we're talking, it, it's the uh, it's the it's the pension deal, you know, where the government yeah, comes back on you on a pension and you go to like a nursing home and you pass oh, away. Oh, veterans they get pension. Your estate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's not just veterans, guys. That's SSI, Social Security, and everything. Be careful. Be very careful on what you do because that is a rattlesnake with venom. Yeah. So if you go in a nursing home, they take everything. Yeah, so, but uh, it's better to have uh, some kind of trust for a state. And if you're in a situation facing that, you better, you need to talk to an attorney and try to set this thing up and get it straightened out. Because, you know, they're just, I don't, the reach and grabbers are out there and they're going to reach and grab everything. They can't. Yeah, and it has to be. I was talking to an attorney last week. And it has to be a revocable trust, and that's been there for two or three years. And uh, which blew me away. I didn't realize that people would trust. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought it would be safe, but he assured me it wasn't. It has to be in a re- irrevocable trust. Revocable trust. The and, worst uh, thing about that whole rule, Gerald, is they've got a look-back period they can go back for years and look and see what you've done with your stuff. Well, the time is now to do those kinds of things. I know uh, my niece and I are, are talking about getting my all my stuff squared away this year. Mm-hmm. Well, put it in an irrevocable trust or you'll... you'll uh, uh, talk to a trust attorney. Uh, he said a trust is certainly the way to go. Uh, and he he's an attorney, B.A. attorney. And uh, he we were talking about it. And what, it surprised me because we have bunched up in trust. And I thought it wouldn't be able to be touched. And he said, unless it's a... Irrevocable trust and been and then irrevocable trust for I think he said three years, but I thought it was two. But he said three in Missouri, so be sure yeah. to check that out. Yeah, that's definitely worth getting an actual attorney to draw that paperwork up oh, for you. Oh yeah, yes, I've had one for about. Well over 25 years, so, uh, but it wasn't irrevocable. It's not irrevocable till one of us passed on. Right. <laughs> could be, could Can't be you change your mind? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to have to change that one. But I did put language in mine that couldn't be used for any medical bills. Whether that would help or not, I don't know. Well, I think once it's in that trust, you're pretty safe. I plan to put uh, everything in my trust. Mm-hmm. Yep, should the be good. Business, everything. I can put my dog in mine. Uh, so. Oh, and let me just uh, give a shout-out to my dog. <laughs> my dog Cinder, she's my service dog. She's my PTSD service dog, and she 
is a delight. Uh, I got her through Support Dogs, uh, which recently has changed their name to Duo, D-U-O, because really that's what they're creating, these great teams, these duos, and that's what Cinder and I are. And she has been great for my PTSD if you're thinking about getting a service dog for that, I highly recommend that you talk to some of your local agencies and check it out because it's really been a godsend for me. And Duo is based out of St. Louis, but I believe they take clients from across the country. And Cinder was provided to me free of charge through a grant by the Boeing Employees uh, Fund. They have a fund where they help certain things. And then uh, they provide, the year I got Cinder, they provided the funds for two service dogs designated to go to veterans. And I got one, and a veteran in another state got one. And these dogs, you know, are between fifteen to 18000 dollars a year to train or not a year to train and uh, sometimes more depending on what they need to do and they're just lifesavers and she's just been great for me and I always like to give her credit because uh, you know much like you hear children take a village so does a website and Cinder and my nieces and nephews keep me going in all the other areas in my life so that I mostly just focus on the website. She's been a really great dog for you, T-Bird. Oh, my goodness gracious. Yeah. Yeah. She's, she's, it's almost, uh, it's almost sacred. (laughs) Those Labradors, I had no idea. They're just a special kind of dog. So, that's been really good for me, and I really highly recommend it to anyone who has a disability and thinks that a service dog is something they think might be something they're interested in. It's a, it's at the very least worth checking out. Uh, let's see. I'd like to give another shout-out to my niece, Amanda. Uh, my niece, Amanda pretty much does everything for me so that all I have to do is the website. And I think we can all thank her for that. <laughs> so she takes care of my shopping and she keeps my house running and all I do is focus on the website, doing what I need to do to keep it running every day. And So that's been great. I am... Currently renting out my home and living at my nephew's house, and which has been good because I, him and his wife and their six-year-old live upstairs, and I have my own place in the basement. He's got a kitchen down here for me and bedroom, bathroom, everything I need, and they're right up there if I need any help. And then my niece Amanda and her three-year-old and 18-month-old come over several times a week. 
and that keeps me alert. wonderful computers and one of my nephews they said they tested his IQ it was like 161 it's like oh my gosh poor kid he's going to have a hard time until he grows into his IQ needs to be in the medical what? field. Yeah, maybe. Well, yeah. you know, what every kid wants to be now, is my experience, is when I ask any of them, what do you want to be? A YouTube star. I want to be a YouTube star. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I want you to be a YouTube star, too. Pay for your own college. <laughs> yeah, that's an expensive venture, T-Bird. Yeah, it's not, not so cheap. Um, but have you guys heard of this? Uh, um, CBD oil. A lot of our vets have been talking about this CBD oil helping them with pain, and. Uh, <clears throat> I just wondered, I think uh, one of our members just tried it, and he had real, said he had real good experience with it. Well, that's good, being by anything that works. <laughs> well, well, like Tiger Bomb or Blue Emu? No, it's, oil it's, or it's, it's made out of cannabis, but it doesn't have any THC. Oh. And uh, he said he put a couple drops under his tongue and uh, really helped with his pain level altogether. But I know they're supposedly legalized that here in Missouri. Well, I mean, CBD oil, I think, is legal now. But apparently, uh, Missouri legalized medical marijuana is going to start next year. But well, that would uh, condense down. That would be probably the same as acids, wouldn't it? No idea. You know, I just I don't, don't know, know that much about, about it. it. Uh, have you guys heard anything more about the caregiver program? No, no I haven't. Uh... Uh, did they extend it out to post nine eleven or pre nine eleven veterans or, or, or it's like it's not pre nine eleven, it's like pre nineteen seventy one or something like that. There's like oh, okay. between like there's like a period like if you were in the service between a certain period like before night before September 11th and after I don't know sometime in the 70s apparently you just weren't shit because yep. 
I agree. So. Oh, we may have another caller here. Well, we got Dean Terrell in here. Uh, area code 478, you in there with us? No, this is Dean Terrell. I'm one of the founders, of, well, one hey, of the ones that helped Jimmy. T-Bird start it. Hey, Dean. Hey, T-Bird. Hey, I'm making it day by day. I got a. I've been fighting the DA here in Colorado, and tomorrow morning, every damn supervisor from Disney office, the the DA, the Denver DA uh, director, and everybody's gonna be talk, having a conference call, just like we're having now about me. <laughs> uh, well, Dean, nothing has changed much with you. Still kicking ass and taking names. Oh yeah, you taught me that a long time ago. You gave when, as soon as I started helping you with that website, and the more I learned, the more I learned from you. And we we started teaching people. The more I wanted to do. <laughs> well, you are keeping yourself busy. I see you on Facebook all the time. Oh God, I had a video uh, I did about a week ago that things done hit over twenty five hundred views. Wow. Now, where where'd you in? Are you still in Colorado? Yeah, I'm in Blanca, Colorado. I'm only about 40 miles from New Mexico down here. I'm way down at the bottom. How how is Colorado for uh, disabled vets? Uh, it sucks. That's why I'm fighting with the Denver VA and the Vision Office and Washington D.C. to straighten this shit out. Because even the congressmen and all that don't give a shit about veterans. Yeah. I mean, they have a coalition thing down here in the town I'm at, but I went to that meeting. I was asked by a hospital employee that worked at a regular hospital that I was having trouble with. with the VA. She told me to go to it. It's so bad down here. The coalition people, when I stood up standing up for veterans, saying what was happening to me, pointing out VA officials that wasn't doing anything, I had five veterans in this area come up to me and tell me if I didn't sit down and shut up, they were going to throw me out. That tells you how the veterans were treated around here. The veterans only give a shit about each other. Yeah, that's rough. That's what gets us in trouble. <laughs> yeah, all, that's about 75 VA employees and the damn supervisors. They were talking out of the damn neck, and everything that came out of the head was, oh, you can go to Denver for this 300 miles away. I'm like, uh, what good is that to us down here? <laughs> well, see, that's just it. Yeah, having to travel 300 miles to get care is just unreasonable. Especially when you're disabled and can't even freaking drive 30 miles, you know, barely drive 30 miles. <coughs> when, uh, I started out here, when I came here, I already had it set up to have my hip replaced. And actually, today is the day before my birthday, and January 22nd last year, I had my hip replaced. I refused all drugs. I'd done quit 25 years of them down in Georgia before I came here. Only thing they'd done is give me epidural and numbing shots, and I woke up and I was walking three weeks later and driving. So, I mean, that ain't determination what is. <laughs> I mean, one thing that pissed them off, too, is because I, I started out with a chores program and learning from you and all the stuff I've learned through the years. And, I mean, I was respected in Georgia like crazy down there. And uh, I worked it out with this doctor and told the VA how to do everything and made employees do everything. Even though I kept screwing it up, I kept having to go behind them and make them do it right. And that's how I had my surgery done before I even was had really in their damn system. And even when they did register in the system, since I'm a volunteer, 
I have an employee badge, and I can sit in an employee. When they changed my address in Georgia to here, they never changed my employee address. So when it went into referrals, they were thinking I was just a tourist here in Colorado, so they never set up my referrals any time I got put in. Uh, <laughs> they especially don't like it when you tell them I did the job either. No, they they would they would not like that. Oh, well, they don't, now, they don't uh, have to. Don't Go ahead. I, I had hoped that uh, going from uh, Georgia to Colorado was going to work out better for you. Actually, I, I was begged not to lead the Georgia, uh, Dublin, Georgia VA by supervisors because of all the work I did down there. You know, can I mean, I'm here and I'm treated like. Huh? I remember you posting something about that. Yeah, my damn doctor put in his retirement papers when I was trying to leave, when I was leaving. Because he, he got mad. I mean, he couldn't understand how 25 years of trying to treat me. And then my body goes to shit. Then I use cannabis, and all of a sudden I'm able to walk. You know, he couldn't believe that. He, he threw in his retirement papers. He didn't retire. He told me he held my hand with both of his hands. And told me he wanted to retire, and he thought about maybe working only weekends. But I guess he he decided not to, and they told him not, you know, begged him not to. So he's working in there full time. But the Disney director that I'm talking to now, the well, one of the supervisors, he is going to contact my doctors in Dublin and a neurologist in uh, Alabama. I was talking to the telemedicine and try to get them to explain to the people that hey. You know, the guy's not an asshole. He's only wanting to live, and he knows what he's doing. So listen to him, you know? Yeah. That's a tough call. Yeah, it is. Real hard. Well, now, well, I mean, let me I've ask got... you something. Go ahead. All right. Uh, I was just asking the guys if they'd heard of CBD oil, because one of my veterans was telling me... Uh, that he had a lot of luck with it helping with his pain. Have you? I make can it. You tell I know you I make, make your own. cannabis oil. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, it helps with pain. I mean, if, if my body, my spine is to 17 degrees in three months, and I use no pain pills at all from any doctor. I made my own. And it's still shifting. I mean, hmm. The way I make it, I also put a lot of herbs in it. Anybody can go to my Facebook page, and I got another page with recipes that you can share. Anybody that wants to use it, I mean, the recipe I use is safe. It uses no toxic chemicals. You don't have to worry about cooking it with Everclear and blowing your house up. All you do is just stick it in a jar with some coconut oil, stick it in the oven. Four hours later, you got oil, and it, and it'll treat you. I've got people with Crohn's disease I'm treating. I've got cancer patients I'm keeping alive, and for over a year now. And I mean, it's amazing what all it can do once you learn how to use it right. But the stuff you're buying in the stores, the CBD oil and stuff you're buying in the stores, CBD oil alone, made from hemp, that's they're saying legal now, will Mm -hmm. not stop your pain enough to be able to get off drugs. You still need pain pills, and you want to still have medical problems. They will, it will help them better. It does help with seizures, but what I make, I've watched seizures stop. I had one woman stop 30, seiz- 30 plus seizures a day within a few days learning how, learning what doses she needed. Said, yeah, it works great if you can get the stuff from a legal state 
and make it yourself like I do. No, I see what you're saying. Well, I tell you, I'm hearing a lot. Well, things are, uh, they made, uh, they're making uh, medical marijuana legal in my state. Supposed to have dispensaries next year, and they're going to be offering all kinds of things. And I've had a lot of veterans asking me about pain relief and PTSD relief, and send them my um, way. Uh, yeah, because I don't really <laughs> send them my way. Hell, I'm I'm just I'm just get certified to train. I mean, train to certify. Uh, well, certified and trained to go to hospitals or anywhere and teach people about it. I'm, I work with people here that are changing the laws. You talk about the medical? Well, uh-huh. wait until that happens and see what's going to happen in Colorado because Colorado is combining their medical and recreational program together because they're greedy and they want more taxes, more of the tax money from the uh, recreational side. Oh, God. And well, when how I much pay, is that stuff? Well, it depends on who you get it from, where you get it, and all that. I mean, I can get it for as much as $60 an ounce. You can go to the dispensary down here where I'm at at and pay $300 an ounce. I mean, it depends on who you know, where you go, how you, you know, and all that. The stuff I make, now the oil I make, I only charge $35 an ounce if I have to send it to somebody. Um, It's a local 25 where I'll just give it to them. Huh? I wouldn't be able to afford a gallon. Yeah, but the thing about it, if you buy it in the dispensaries, it's sixty-five dollars and up, and that's for a little bit of percentage. I mean, what I'm making is a hundred times stronger than selling in the dispensaries for sixty-five dollars to one hundred and fifty dollars an ounce. Wow! It's just it's stupid. I'm 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 working with people trying to fight laws, and I'm trying to get certified to be able to sell mine. I mean, what a lot of people don't know about it is what's called CBN. Now, CBN is what THC, which is the hallucinant and all that that people talk about, turns into CBN, which makes it non-hallucinogenic, and it helps with pain more. And I have, I found a batch of that that Duke University has tested and told me I had 42% CBN in it, and that's unheard of in double digits. Hmm. Oh, that's a well, There's a lot to learn. I mean, I can understand. I mean, I was confused for a long time. Oh, I didn't get that. Computer yeah, problem. there's a lot. There's a whole lot to it. That's what I was. Uh, yeah, there's a lot well, once, to learn. I mean, I, yeah, once they opened the dispensaries around here, I told those vets that, you know, at least they'd have somebody, you know, they could talk to. But I told them. If you they can't talk to any people in the because they're stupid and they don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> well, I'm telling you, they will sell them the stuff was made. T-Bird, what they use in there, if you've been reading my stuff, they use hexane, butane, CO2, and all that kind of stuff to extract it. Does that sound safe to you? I just talked to somebody that said that somebody was using it and it ate their stomach up. Yeah, I could, yeah, I could see where that would be a problem. Yeah, uh, and pe- people are smoking that crap. Oh, dear. Well, in Cal- well, you know, what state are you in? I don't remember. What state are you in? Missouri. Okay, you're in Missouri. Um, in, Cal- in Colorado, in January 2017, 
they raised the parts per million of chemicals allowed in the cannabis of concentrates and all they were using from a thousand parts per million to five thousand parts per million allowed. Hmm. I mean, does that sound like they really give a damn about patients? Well, yeah. That's a whole. But I'm working with people here that are that are working with the laws, and I'm helping them come up with laws. And I'm talking to state senators here myself too. Hell, I've only been here a year, and I've done more than some people who've lived here all the damn lives. Well, clearly, uh, what you're doing is working for you because it did things were not looking positive for you being around this long, and yet here you are. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. About six months ago, when this Marfan syndrome and I was in, was started. I mean, I, I didn't think I was going to be living a few months the way it was activated so bad. It was crushing my insides. But well, I guys, keep fighting. I got. I'm sorry, but I got to. Uh, I got to get going. My phone's blowing up. Apparently, there's something I have to attend to. <laughs> well, uh, uh, we're we're about out of time anyway here. Oh, yeah. Uh, we need to give our website and phone numbers out. Uh, everyone out there, this is at it dot com. It's veteran to veteran. If you have any BA questions, or you found the claim or appeal, or you want to know about medical issues. Uh, just about anything you need, you wanting to inquire about is there on had it. Mm-hmm. So please go there and become a member. Uh, how many members do we have now, uh, T. Bird? Oh, good God! Oh, registered. I remember when I listened to Chen. If you registered four members, there's like uh, last time I checked, there was like over eighteen thousand. That's all. That you lost them every time you had to change the website back years ago. Though every time you had to change servers, you kept losing them. We have eight. Well, yeah, that was. Then we had yeah trolls and what have you. We have eighteen thousand registered members, and those are people who register for account. But actually, like, you know, we do, you know, a million visitors a year. So right, I know that. Yeah, it's like my page. I've got over, I got five thousand on mine, and then over five hundred something followers. It's on my Facebook page alone. On my oh yeah, yeah. The because uh, lots of people don't register for the forum, they just come and read it, which is right. fine. You don't have to register. Yeah, I've seen all, all kind free. of people there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is it, well, you know, that's good. More the merrier. Hey, Teresa, I think I'm going to make up one of the, thing, one of the flyers like I did before in Georgia when yeah. I got in trouble for putting them out and put some yeah. out here. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, it's something with the flyers. supervisor. It's something with the supervisor's VA you because you put a damn uh, one of your one of the fly. I put one of the flyers up in the damn thing that was on the wall that they wasn't using. They thought I didn't put the whole thing on the wall and everything. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! Uh, wild shit going well, you gotta do what you got to do, and we we all stay in touch. Okay, you take care of yourself, Dean. All right, you have a good one. 
Okay, Thanks you too. Thanks for calling in, Dean. No problem. I'll do it anytime y'all need me to. Just flag me in a, in a, in a post. Okay. All right. Thanks uh, a lot. Well, with that, T-Bird, we're going to be signing off. We really appreciate having you on, and uh, hopefully we'll get you back on again one of these days. It doesn't I'll be have here. To be your anniversary. <laughs> Just let me well, know. I need to I... start doing some myself. <laughs> <laughs> Mornings work best for me. You guys have them in the evenings, and that's rough. Yeah. Oh, you're a morning person? Yeah. Mm. Well, uh, usually we have them uh, usually when we sober up, and that's late in the afternoon. <laughs> 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 oh, God. I don't know what that means no more. I got. I have to stay medicated 24-7. I don't know what sober means no more. <laughs> So with that, this will be Gerald Cook with Jay Basser and Teresa. We're going to be signing off for now. You've been listening to the Hadit.com Blog Talk Radio Show, sponsored by Hadit.com. All opinions expressed here are the opinions of the individuals appearing on the show and are not the opinions of Hadit.com or Blog Talk Radio. Tune in next time for another edition of Hadit.com Blog Talk Radio and the Ask Basser Show.